American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute we'll always recognize when we see old glory flying there's a lot of men dead so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads my daddy served in the army we lost his right eye but he flew a flag out in our yard till the day that he died he wanted my mother my brother my sister and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free now this nation that i love is falling under attack a mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye man we lit up your world like the fourth of I love that song. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome back. You're listening to KDAZ, Albuquerque's Conservative Talk, on 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. And I am your host, Becca Marie. You're listening to Freedom Speak. We're in the final hour of our three-hour show with my excellent panel of experts I have with me today, and we've been talking about crime, law enforcement, the Constitution. We've been covering all the bases today, I think. I uh, found an interesting article on law enforcement today, and it talks about if you were going to do a roadmap to totally collapse America, how would you do that? And I thought this would be an interesting thing that we could talk about these seven steps that they have listed with my panel of experts here and see what their uh, take on it is. First of all, on step one, divide the protectors. Mm -hmm. yeah. The refusal to allow rank and file parole off, uh, patrol officers to cooperate with federal law enforcement to uphold the law. It's a slap in the face to Americans and it's a dereliction of duty. It's mm -hmm. also a clear an intentional move to create a divide between local, state, federal law enforcement, divide the protectors, conquer a society. Yep. And we've talked about that to a certain extent. We've talked about how, for instance, APD and different police departments and, and the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office are not working together and they're not even talking to each other. They're walking past each other. Yep. And they're not working together. So what do you think? I think you've got some comments uh, on this, yeah. you? Yeah, because I've talked to deputies in, in Bernalillo County Sheriff's Department, and they told me that they're not even hiring APD officers. They will not. If you came from APD, you're gone. So APD has spread out from this state and outside. A lot of the guys that are retired. As we know, the, the sergeant of the SWAT, the one SWAT team that walked out, right, that was because he was ordered to take care. You know, this father who's protesting on the other side, he was open carry with his rifles pointing straight down. He was totally well within the law of the land of our state of New Mexico, okay? But he was protesting with his family. Well, the they, they ordered the sergeant, the commander ordered the sergeant, you know, go get him out of there because, the, you know, Antifa and all them were protesting. And so he goes and says, guy, you know, you better get out of here. My commander's trying to make me arrest you, but I'm not going to do it because you have your right to be where you're at with your firearm and you have the right to be there. You know, this is a good, great officer that <laughs> needs to be in the force. But instead, 
the uh, the the uh, the father's like, yeah, sure, okay, I'll get out of here, no problem. Well, the commander lost it, right, and lost it on that sergeant, and and gave him the right act up and down, and they fired him. And so, guess what? The whole team left. It was uh, twenty-two. Uh, officers that left that team, and that's SWAT officers. And again, you got to understand, these are the better SWAT officers because if they know those rights and they know that we have the right to do that, they're gone now. And so, yeah, they're chain-transforming APD for sure. I don't know. I wouldn't say so much Bernalillo, but definitely APD is being transformed into an arm of the government, shall we say. You know, It's really mm -hmm. sad to see because I know a lot of these officers in APD don't want that. They really don't. They don't like what's going on. The commanders, some of them have left. We had the chief that left because he disputed with the mayor of uh, Tim Keller. And Tim Keller didn't like that he said, no, these people have rights and I cannot enforce what you're asking. Good because for him. Was, you know, and that's really what the problem was. He's not going to say it. And other people aren't going to say it. But I know, we know through our sources that that's what happened. And so that's what's frustrating is that law enforcement does want to do their job. These, most of these officers, like you said, like uh, Joshua said, there's some bad apples. But definitely these people want to do their job and they want to follow the Constitution and they do want to, you know, make it fair and stuff. But, you know, the authorities are making, you know, squeezing down and squeezing down and squeezing down and trying to make laws and take away you know, some protections of the law. And remember, the prosecutor still has its immunity. The prosecutor still has their immunity. They shouldn't. They're, they're suing and going after Facebook and, and uh, we're going after militias and stuff. And it's like, really, has that been the problem? What's been the problem? You know, we all know what the problem is, but he's going after some random problem that has not been a problem for like 30 years now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and they're making all the big deal out of it. But really, what's the real crime being done? gangland wars because they brought in pot and they said pot's going to happen and then they say oh pot's just going to it's going to be grown no it doesn't who's going to bring in that amount of pot for all these people right how no it comes from mexico guys wake up and then yeah. you have gangland yeah. shootings and everybody's like well it's a shooting no it's a gangland shooting every single one of them has some type of gaming involvement some type of drug involvement and you'll find out like the news the next day oh there was drugs found in the guy's car you know the car that was stuck in the berm drugs found oh big surprise right yeah. so it's always going to be drugs because this is what happened in denver now denver had the resources colorado had the resources when they passed that law you know there's still tentatively who's right who's wrong but you bring it back to Albuquerque, and this is what I testified in the state, and I, you know, every year I go up there fighting for rights for disability, fighting for gun rights. But I testified, because I was asked to testify on the, the pot issue. I testified saying we do not have the resources at this time to pass a law like this. I don't have a problem with pot too much. Most officers really don't. It's just the fact that we want it to be safe, just like with alcohol. We don't want you driving under the influence. There's no influence law right now on the books in this yeah. state. There's no influence law. So if you're under the influence, you could drive all you want right now under a whole bunch of drugs, 
but you can't drive while you're drunk. So it's really ridiculous. That is ridiculous. It's really I mean, ridiculous. I mean, you can be impaired in a number of ways, and if you're impaired in any way whatsoever and you're out uh, presenting a danger to other people, that that needs to be cracked down. Dale, you had your, uh, you, got, you want to weigh in on this, I can see. <laughs> Very simple. When we were up there in Santa Fe, when we were up there in Santa Fe. Here. Yeah, I'm not hearing you. Yeah, we're not yeah. hearing him. When we were up there in Santa Fe and we were protesting the governor's red flag law, SBA, everybody was armed. One of the sergeants up there from the uh, town came over and said, you know what? The Santa Fe police loves you guys because there is no problems with you at all. You're the most peaceful people that there is. I had a problem at my house and I called PD. A young officer with a training sergeant came over and the young officer seen that I had a knife. I'm on my property. I called them. I'm not upset. I'm very cool, calm, and collected. But he had me put my hands on my head and he frisked me down and took my knife off me and my gun off me. I called them to have a report took. Why was I treated like a criminal? Things, the new officers are going way they've been told. Guns are bad. Citizens with guns are bad. Stop them. And I have the right to carry a gun on my property. I have a right to carry concealed. I've got my concealed weapon permit. He never asked if I had a permit. Mm -hmm. But this stuff is happening. Thank you. Yeah. So <clears throat> on step two, <clears throat> it is divide the supporters. And what this is talking about is forcing officers to choose between enforcing unconstitutional legislation like red flag laws, which deny citizens of their right to due process and providing for their own family, which we've kind of been talking about. Make cops the bad guys. Take the people who have historically supported law enforcement and convince them that cops are now the enemy. Divide the supporters to conquer society. Yeah. And the, they've been doing that a lot. The, the left has been <coughs> demonizing police They've been saying we need to defund the police. And they have allowed, I, I, I saw these videos of people in New York in which they were coming along, a cop is standing there, and they take a cup of liquid, whatever it is, and pour it on the cop. Ice water, whatever it is, on yeah, the cop. Right. And destroying their cars. And yet... The police are just paralyzed. They, they don't know what to do. It's like, well, what do I do? If I, if I do anything to fight back, I mean, personally, I think these people that are doing this stuff, I mean, they should immediately be restrained, handcuffed, and taken to jail. Well, and here's the thing. That's, it's interesting you say that, but the police have a duty nonetheless. They can't be listening to their commanders that give them countermanding orders when they're looking directly at a law being broke. You get mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Right. A constitutional law being broke. Like, for instance, like when these crowds go into the freeways, right? 
that's a violation of other people's constitutional rights right. because you have the right to free movement in our country. Yes. You cannot be infringed in any way of that free movement unless you're violating a law, unless you're murdering somebody or beating somebody up or whatever. You get what I'm saying? You, you were saying? Uh, this is exactly why we, uh, we elect a county sheriff, and, and the sheriff's duty is to know the Constitution because if the sheriff does not know the Constitution, then he is complicit in all those crimes. And yep. uh, and he's not his duty is to protect the rights of the people to to make sure that the well-being of the people in that county is is strong. Yeah. And that goes for any elected official. I, I've, I've yeah, told mayors exactly. themselves any elected like, official, even on the left, there is depth that Democrats that are, I think, fed up also that. And I've talked to some of them that. They need to stand up. And see, that's the thing. You're exactly right. They need to stand up. And that's what me and you are trying to do. That's what other candidates, I think, are trying to do is stand up and say, you know, we're done. Okay? Right. Laws are going to be followed. You're, you're going to stop playing these games because it's just not acceptable. You know, and, and I'm not going to accept it from either side either. And I know people that just won't accept it from either side. It's like no militarization of these mobs should happen, period. Like, you know, when the Antifa, they had their shields and clubs, and then guess what? The other side, to protect themselves, mind you, I'm not condoning it nor putting it down, but, but I'm just saying that they protect themselves with the same thing. Well, what is that? That's like, you know, old style Roman legion fighting it out. Like and gladiators. Yeah, like gladiators, <laughs> and it's happened yeah. up in a many other states. And, you know, there's been heroes that I've seen come out in our community, stand up, and without technically the authority, but still did the authority of what's what me and Josh were talking about, you know, the state statute. There's a lot of statutes that do allow you to enforce a law that you see being broke in front of you. And the people it, all the time, I mean, they don't go and look at the statutes themselves when they're being claimed to have done something wrong. And it's amazing how often, if you actually go look at those statutes yourself, what they're claiming you did has is nowhere inside of those statutes or yep. they're using. Yeah. Uh, I got off a case of uh, criminal trespassing just for that purpose. Uh, and, and it was a security guard that was going, uh, beating people's heads against the wall and macing people all the time, trying to keep people off the street and doing things that are totally outside of his authority. And uh, he didn't like me for standing up to some of the, for some of those people, so even some of those homeless people. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, everybody has the right to, to easement and, mm -hmm. and some of the, even, uh, their loitering laws are pretty, uh, if they actually followed them to the T of what is written, uh, it's very unconstitutional. Yeah, I mean, loitering laws are have been found unconstitutional many times in the courts, unfortunately. If you want to stop and stand somewhere, they can say that you're loitering. Yeah, so, um, sure. I'm just taking a breath. And legally, you can step two steps to the side and you're not loitering anymore. And then you could step two steps back to where you were. As long as you do that every once in a while, you're within the law. And they can't, they, they'll still arrest you, right? Yeah, like some yeah. of the guys that don't understand the law will arrest you, go through the prosecution, and the prosecutor says, well, yeah, that's how I'm going to get this guy. And then they get, then it goes all the way to Supreme Court, which has happened, and they get shot out, and it's like loitering laws are just kind of on the books. Right. And are not enforced. And, and how do you enforce them then? Well, you can kindly go up and say, guy, well, and you're in the way of this business. Right, and or, what's hey, the definition of loitering? How long do you right. have to be standing in the same place right. before it constitutes They always loitering. say 15 minutes, which is way out of bounds. Like, yeah. like he says, it's way unconstitutional because 15 minutes 
You could stand for 15 minutes, maybe smoke a cigarette or waiting drink, on a ride. Waiting on a ride. Yeah. Right. There's a whole bunch of other issues. Are you so loitering when you're waiting? Loitering for the bus? is like five hours, and you're staring into the <laughs> the store, and you're writing down notes. That's the way I see loitering. We we you know we mean? showed through the whole pandemic, the pandemic, that the there's plenty of statutes, both federal and state, that. Uh, do not allow these businesses to force people to wear masks. Yep. They do not allow these businesses to force people to get vaccinated. Right. And I've recorded people uh, at the state capitol and different businesses, letting them know what those statutes are. By all means, please call the sheriff, call the police department, call all of them, bring them all here. I've even talked to cops, showed them those statutes, how it's discrimination and segregation. And those cops are like, oh, no, no, we have a mandate. There's an ordinance. It's like, no, those aren't law. This is law yeah. right here. This is the law you're supposed to be following. Chevette met the APD cop that I dealt with when I got kicked out of uh, CBS uh, back in 2021. He, he was like, no, you're following the mandates technically because I wasn't, you know, at the time the governor said the mandate says I don't wear a mask because I, I you know, because of whatever issue, right, because of my disability, right? And so i was doing what the state statute or what this what the state statute allowed and also what her quote order was and they still kicked me out and i was getting my medication right so i called the police because i was like no this is not acceptable i'm at least going to get this reported and then even the officer said derek you're you're right you're following the rules so he went in there and like gave him a riot act like you can't do this to him he's coming here for medication you just the the, the the governor's own orders said <laughs> orders. you know ordinance or orders. whatever orders well that's that's what it is oh, i mean God. it's her orders it's it's not Dale, anything else you, you had something well the governor truthfully had powers for three months yeah and then it was supposed to go to the legislation yeah mm -hmm. and we got her orders for over two years yeah 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 now who made her God and who gave her that type of power? The people did. The people. By yes. following her by, orders. By following George her orders. Soros. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank Klaus you. Klaus Schwab. <laughs> but yes, it's been took to the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court is in her back pocket. Yeah. I'm, and that's I'm why, sorry. That's they why, are. I, keep, that's I, why I, I keep talking about we need I, to reelect our judges. Everybody's in her back pocket in yeah. this state. The legislature yeah. is, the Supreme Court. It's like they're all just in lockstep with her. She is the queen bee, lockstep. and they're all doing what they're told. I, would, went, I, I beg to differ on the legislature. The legislature totally shut down all of her things this year because she screwed. Well, she I think it's because they finally had up. enough. Yeah. Finally, but well, and that's what I'm saying is some Democrats look at, look are waking up. Some Democrats are yeah. waking up, and I saw them through this legislation. I took a, a month off of my campaign for the month of the legislation because I do that every year, and I didn't want to give up, you know, fighting a lot of lot of anti, you know, total anti 2A laws that were coming through, and you know, we got to hand it to Stephanie Lord for really keeping oh, yeah. us informed, I love keeping Stephanie. on top of it, mm -hmm. and also Greg Schmidty keeping us informed, keeping on top of it, because they've both done a great job at telling us. And I would also say Bill Ream. Bill Ream's been a really big help also on keeping on top and just communicating and say, hey, Derek, watch out for mm -hmm. this. And so, but yeah, <laughs> she, they, they, they told her to go 
Finally, piss up, though. Piss up a rope, shall but we look, say. They, they did absolutely nothing and then throughout the first year And she thought she can manipulate them by vetoing this bill, mm -hmm. right, that gives them money to pass around for donations and all this other stuff. It's really weird, but it's 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 weird how it's it's called the junior... What is it? The junior budget? Junior spending junior bill. Junior spending bill, yeah. And so they... She shut that down, but she didn't. I don't. I, I think she was reacting, not thinking, because it so backfired on her that she might not get through what she was thinking she could sneak through by forcing a special session. Yeah, yeah. Very well, simple. She says that there's only 17 cents coming out of for her gas tax. Gas tax has been put on the books since 1930. Yeah. There is not a t gas tax one has ever been repealed. If you really look into it, you're going to find out about 50 to 60 cents yeah, that is on every gallon. Yeah, it's about 64 point something cents or something like that. And she wanted to bump it by a dollar Yeah, a dollar. for a couple years. Now she wanted to bump now it by about 30 cents. But now she's talking, now she's about, talking giving about giving us a uh, hundred and... Thirty to one hundred and sixty dollars back to every driver. <laughs> oh, that rebate. just makes me yeah. feel so She's much. She's gonna better. give us what? a rebate. Oh, I'm that, sorry, guys. I really wanted to to hurt you yeah, and hurt that your totally makes up for that seventy five dollars I spend on every tank of gas. She's now. doing this right before election. Of course, she's yeah, doing well, this right well, before the election. Well, that, and that, that gives me a whole two tanks full of fuel. Well, the hope <laughs> do. The hope says Dale is that she's hoping on she's betting on the the thing in which people have short memories. Yeah. And it's like they'll forget all about the tyranny she's imposed on them for the last two years. They'll forget all about that. And it's like, oh, well, you know, she cares about us and, and she's <laughs> and she's trying to lower our gas prices and, and she's <laughs> and she's removed the mandates. And and Removing the mandates has absolutely zero to do with any actual science. It's never had well, anything to do with science from the what's beginning. What's funny is a lot of people weren't following those mandates months and months before she removed them. Well, Did I you, never anybody have. knows that? <laughs> I noticed a lot of stores not really following it. They had the sign, yeah, but I'd walk right in. Right, right. You they know, like the sign and up, this so, is months yeah. before, and even the school districts were like, you know, we should get rid of this. This yeah. is getting pretty bad, and and because once Omicron hit. Everybody, and I know there's a new variant floating around. Oh, yes, there's but, a new variant. But I don't think it's going to have any effect. What's it's it, like Omicron 2A Omicron or something, 2A, yeah, like, something that. like that? Yeah. But she's going to lock the state down again. Oh, if she gets reelected, you can bet she will. Very simple. They were segregating the classes. Oh, the yeah. The kids that has masks and the kids that don't have masks. Yeah. Now, well, I thought we got rid of segregation the too. years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Now, no, it's back. She was segregating the Pueblos. Now, this is something I have direct experience with is she's been segregating the Pueblos, okay? I guess my mic's now going to go. Um, she was segregating. Oh, there we go. She was segregating the Pueblos, and I saw her do it to Pueblos that weren't leaning enough left, okay? You know, for instance, the Navajo. And for the Jaimez, they were all locked down. You could drive right by them, and they're waving at you, but they wouldn't let them go anywhere without paperwork. I had a friend who he can't see his wife in the Navajo Nation. Well, they had concrete barriers yeah. blocking off the, right. all the entries into the Pueblos. Yeah. They were basically prisoners. They were prisoners. Yeah. 
Well, and the Pueblos are for-profit corporations, which a lot of people don't realize. They have a Dun & Bradstreet number, just like our state. If you go yep. look up Dun & Bradstreet, the state of New Mexico, you will see that our state is a for-profit corporation. It's called the Ultimate Parent, and every cor every department underneath it is part of the ultimate, uh, the corporate family. In fact, if you go look at the Supreme Court, the Secretary of State's office, and one other department, it says that the uh, key principle of those departments are is uh, Bill Richardson. Uh, some would say, oh, well, they haven't updated their Dun & Bradstreet. Well, I've gone and looked at every state in the nation. What's, what's Dun & Bradstreet? Dun & Bradstreet is a company that, uh, that serves uh, corporations. Okay. Uh, so once you file as a corporation, you have a Dun & Bradstreet number. Oh, This happened here in New Mexico in 1987. <laughs> in a way, it's kind of like a credit reporting agency for corporations. Okay. Okay. It, allows, it, it allows corporations to operate with other corporations around the planet. In fact, oh, there's okay. 29 countries that are registered under the United States corporate code for their corporation. Dun and Bradstreet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Dun and Bradstreet. Dun and Bradstreet. That's, that's why Bradstreet. they have all their bylaws that we all have to operate under because they're a corporation. That's why they're not ah, bonded. Okay. They have a blanket bond or an insurance policy over all their employees. Right. And if you're a U.S. citizen you of a state, you're registered through a state, you're now a state employee, which is why they, they use all the administrative codes against we the people. All right, so let's move on to step three. Remove their protection. Make cops afraid to be cops, which we kind of talked about. Yeah. Encourage disrespect on them, like water bucket attacks. Yeah. Don't go after the criminals who attack them. When officers arrest criminals, let them back out on the street within hours because a liberal judge determined that the violent suspect was a lengthy, with a lengthy criminal history isn't actually a threat. Then threaten law enforcement officers that if they do their job, they'll be investigated. That if they have to fight for their lives, they'll end up being charged. Remove, remove both their desire and their ability to police. It's like, you know, this Supreme Court justice. I've been listening to a little bit of that going on for the mm -hmm. past few days. Yeah. About kind of, kind of about that. About, yeah, yeah, about whether or not the criminal is actually a threat or whatever. Right. It's like... Some ridiculous bent, well, uh, logic going on here. Is this from Saul Linsky's Rules for Radicals? I'm sure it is. Because it sounds very familiar. It does. That. Well, they're there. Because I've read that yes. and a lot of other. Well, these people stuff. are following Saul, following Saul Linsky yeah, to the to the letter. I've read it because you know no no. Well, I'm not saying that all Democrats are our enemies, but mm -hmm. I'm just saying you know you need to know what this ideology is. A lot of Democrat voters have just it's gone way past. Yeah. Uh, what they're willing to tolerate, yeah. and they've flipped. And I, and well, and I think this year is definitely a year we're going to see some change, I think, in voting. I think you're going to see more independents be voted in or independents within parties be voted in. I think you're not going to see a lot of typical you know, uh, politicians that we like to say, you know, no, I think uh, not so. to give them a name, but just saying, you know, somebody that, seem, that will seem more politicky to the voters, I think, are not going to get elected. As we learn our rights and we learn the Constitution, we'll realize that there are no parties in the Constitution, and there, are, there is no democracy in the Constitution. I think Dale had his finger up again. Well, what I'd like to ask you guys, that man that went and was there on Central that stabbed 11 people was let out of jail because he was not a violent criminal but he stabbed 11 people 11 here people, in town yeah, yeah. just about two months ago. Yeah. How and many people do you have to stab before you're considered violent? 
I'm just kind of wondering. Well, there was well, a that's stabbing what I'm in asking. the train, too. The what did he go to jail for in the first place? Well, they took him to jail, but the judge let him out because he's not violent. All right, that judge now so, uh, committed a crime. I know this guy, right? I've looked at his sheet because I've been working on other cases, and we were talking about this at the office. And we're, we went, the, the lawyer I worked for, she went and ch checked on his sheet. And we're looking at it, and it's typical. Started small, right? Started with uh, petty crimes or a little bit of drugs, and then kept going up and up and up, right? And so <laughs> what I found is that, you know, this is the typical problem of we're not attacking the beginning of crime because sometimes when you get in there and you get them scared or you get them a tough sentence or you can sometimes even get them help, you know, maybe you see that this guy's, maybe he has a mental defection, we can get him help or something. If we're not attacking them right when they break the glass, you know, it's called, I don't know if anybody knows the theory of the broken, broken, window. broken window. Yeah. And so if, if we start getting on the bottom of it and, and start attacking that, I think you'll, we can make a change. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a long change, though. I mean, it's going to take four, five, six years. But you'll start to see a change. Because if you look at this guy's rap sheet that stabbed 11 people, it started with a petty crime. And then he went into drugs. And then he continued in drugs. And guess why he did it? The drugs. Yeah. You know, so if we get him off the drugs, at least in a long sentence, you know, 11, 10, 20 years, whatever, he'll kick it. He'll come out and realize. And, and people think, like, jail isn't reform. Yeah, it is. There is good reform programs in prison, mm -hmm. not jail. Thank prison. you, President Trump. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, there is just as much drugs in prison oh, yeah. that there oh, is yeah. out on the oh, street. Yeah. The prisons and are another cartel. It's a, yes, it is. Well, it wasn't until the state took over. See, I think it's going to get worse now that the state owns it. Because when private agree. companies were doing it, they were trying to they were one dam it down. Now they're being bottlenecked, and, and the state's going to have to uh, take the responsibility so that we can see where the state's wrong, where the, the problems, that the crimes that the state is committing, uh, which is why the, the private businesses rolled out. Uh, and that's what Trump was basically doing is putting everything back into the hands of the, the hands state of the people yeah the, and of the state so that the, we the people as we learn our rights uh, we begin to understand how the governors and how these mayors etc and everyone down the line are are actually committing constitutional crimes they are overstepping their boundaries hey guys we are got to go into our last <laughs> break i mean it's this 3 hours is going by fast oh, Agave Builders is a family and veteran-owned, licensed, and insured GB98 construction company. I'm Michael Eustace, along with partner Ron Lucero. We specialize in helping disabled veterans obtain grants through the VA and nonprofit companies to remodel their homes. We can also handle all of your building needs, from small jobs to commercial buildings. We are also a premier American walk-in tub dealer. Call us at 505-385-6680. Also find us at agavebuildersnn.com and follow us on Facebook. 
Ribs Barbecue in Cedar Crest, New Mexico believes all positive things derive from freedom, liberty, and choice. Ribs is the conduit for heroes just like you. Go to ribsbbq.com and find carnivore contraband to support the fight against the crony global elitist. Ribsbbq.com. Looking for hard-to-find used car or truck parts? Looking for honest general mechanics work at affordable prices? Call my friend Joe at Southwest Auto Recyclers. Serving New Mexico for 30 years, veteran-owned and operated at 4025 Broadway Boulevard, Southeast in Albuquerque. Call 505-877-3331. 96.9 FM, 700 AM. You are listening to Freedom Speak. I am your host, Becca Marie, and I am here with my panel of experts here today. And we're just talking about law enforcement. We're talking about crime. We're talking about, we're going to be talking about in this hour, we're running out of time quick, but we're going to talk about how you can protect yourself from a carjacking. And uh, actually, I think we're only going to maybe get through half of the material I had in mind today, but that's okay. We've had some great discussions. So, Step four, flood America. And what does that mean? They're talking about flooding American with America with a million illegal immigrants coming into this country in which we have fewer than 850,000 total law enforcement officers in America. We're going to let criminals create havoc in society, but instead of deporting them or actually cracking down on crime... Let Americans know that the real problem is guns owned by law-abiding citizens and pass legislation to take away their rights. We're hearing about all the time about these guns committing crimes. And none of my guns ever committed any crimes. I don't know. What about you, Dale? Did any of your guns ever commit crimes? My gun that I got on the table right now? It didn't spin around and shoot somebody. I had a lady come into the gun show and said... That gun will take and seek out somebody and go off and kill them. And I said, ma'am, if that's the case, why am I not stepping over a thousand dead bodies in here? Because there's over a thousand guns, guns everywhere. In here. That's right. Why are well, they? Why isn't it just a total massacre in there? And why am I not going death because of it? The the problem is messaging. You got to understand how Hollywood has you know, twisted minds, right? And then you have the media twisting minds and saying, what do they say? Do they say gangland shooting like they used to in the 90s? Do they say this is a big issue, right? No, they're, they're saying guns or they'll say a shooting and that's it. Or you know, shooter. They shooter or multiple shooters or multiple victims. You know, that's what they're playing at. The thing we have to do is we got to reach over to the left because the left is buying guns now. Why? Yeah. Because of COVID mm-hmm. and the riots. Perfect plan. Yeah. Like, well, in, in this plan, it's funny. They kind of made, I think they made them, they overstepped. 
they re, they overstepped. They made it so big that people went on their side went, you know what? Guns aren't sounding bad right now. And so we need to start now pulling these people over and gently nudge, like a friend of mine, Jamie, keeps saying, we got to gently nudge them over, not attack them and not say, how dare you hate guns. We got to tell them, hey, let me show you why guns are great. We, we, let me show you why what the media is telling you, it's, a, it's all a lie. Like I, I had to debate with this guy, but I think I changed his mind. When I was at uh, one of the meetings that I go to, he was telling me, well, guns is just the problem, and and da 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 and I went off about it. And I said, well, sir, do you, do you understand what shootings that are going on? Because all they say is shootings. Yeah. And he's like, well, no, I really don't. I'm like, they're all gang and drug related. And even the chief, the new chief that, you know, we have issues with, um, even that chief has mentioned that if you're not involved in drugs or crime, you're probably not going to get murdered, and you're probably not going to run into the crime because it's all involved with each other that's involved in drug, drug trade, and drug trafficking that's coming through, and they're trying to vie over power here in Albuquerque. They're trying to dominate stores. I know I've heard reports of stores being harassed that are going to be you know, dispensaries, and you know they're demanding and saying, this is our property now. You're going to give us 20%. And nobody's really standing up against them. So guess what they're probably going to be doing is giving 20% to these criminals. You know, we're going right back to New York in the 70s, 60s and 70s with the mafia, uh, mafia type setup taking over. But what does the news do? No, they don't report the ganglands and what gangs are involved in stuff as they should. No, it's all shooting this, shooting that. And then the next day you hear the report of it was gang it was drugs, it was this, it was that. You know, it's, re it's really sad. Yeah, the thing is, the cartel is mafia. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm, sorry, that's... And they're no, even political it officials It is a mafia. Now. It's a anti-government type bunch that is coming in here that is taking over. Yep. And I've been hearing about these growers that are sorry. getting towed a third of everything you make comes to us. Yep. And if you don't like it, your kids are dead. Yep. Your wife's dead. And that's happening here in New Mexico already. And these are the same tactics they use in Mexico. Yes. You got to understand, this is the same tactics they use in Mexico. And this is why, you know, we, we need a, a stronger sheriff like myself or Josh. You get what I'm saying? We, we need somebody who's going to actually understand these problems. Put them in check. Yeah, because we're going to have to attack back. And it's going to be bloody. It might be difficult, uh, just like in New York was back in the day. We're going to have to use the RICO Act. We're going to have to be very inventive. Oh, yeah. RICO about, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, I, I, get, I already know some of their front companies. You could already go and point them out. It's not hard. Well, some of our former elected officials, uh, sheriffs included, uh, who now own businesses in the marijuana trade in this state, uh, the former governor, her, hus her husband, and her stepson all involved in the creation of these laws so that they could all get their hands into this business so that when it became fully legal, they'd be the ones up front. Why did she push that law so hard? Which Can one? Can you tell me Martinez? about the legalization of marijuana why did she push that so hard i think she's probably got a financial interest in it is yeah. what i think her well, yeah. boyfriend at that time owned five farms and had three spencer boyfriend that has no name that is her husband now and a yes. producer license is very very difficult to get especially in those times 
Uh, they put limits on us, but here they're going to fully legalize it. And uh, the supply and the demand is going to go up so high yeah. because there's no way under their limitations that the state can meet the demand. Yep. The, the value of a pound of weed, which right now That's I think it's been right. sitting between 1000 and $2,000, uh, is about to go up to four and $5,000. Yeah. So what's that mean? That means that the, the, the cartels uh, are going to have even more business going on yep. here because they have to meet that demand. Yep. So, and I had a former DA, uh, he also was head of one of the prisons and a bunch of other high uh, titles, uh, came to me and asked me, hey, as soon as, as, soon as you win, because I fully back you, um, are you down to make a, a cartel task force? I'm like, absolutely, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. My, see, my brother worked for the cartel. Mm. He's got two federal indictments uh, on, on him right now. And I've learned a lot, I didn't even know all those years he was doing that, I had no idea. Uh, and I've learned so much about the cartels and what's really going on. He was literally selling drugs and guns to lawyers, judges, <laughs> NASA employees. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, the and, same and, ones that probably say guns are bad and need to go. Absolutely. And I guarantee it. They're, yeah. they're all heavily involved. Yeah. As Rebecca was saying, our government, our legislation tried real hard and they passed that background check, quote, to make sure everyone's safe. But when we were up there in the roundhouse, I had a lady take and punch me in the chest with her finger and told me, we made this law to put you out of business because you're going to have to have a background on everyone that borrows your gun or rents your firearm during your class. And when I took and asked for a state patrol to arrest her for assault and battery, they said no. Now, if I would have swatted her hand away, they would arrest me. Oh, sure. But they put that in there trying to stop the correct and the legal uh, instructors from teaching. And yes, I rent my farms. I'm a business. You're right, I did rent my farms because I've got to take and keep the upkeep on them and the replacement when they get wore out. And 4,000 students will wear out a firearm, believe me. See, we've been putting complaints all over the state on many law enforcement and uh, elected officials, and, and they do. They just get pushed aside. They get to move the goalposts as they please. Uh, this is why they're supposed to be bonded. We should be able to place a claim against that bond because they're not upholding their constitutional duty. And uh, there's none of those uh, documents are anywhere to be found for us to be able to do so. So, guys... We are literally running out of time, so we're going to have to get through these last couple of things pretty quick. Step number five, destroy our homes. Own the media, own Hollywood, force feed anti-American socialist communist policies into our homes and our education systems. Convince our children that right is wrong, wrong is right, take God out of society, destroy the family structure, and teach everyone that the solution to your problems is in the form of pills porn and the government. I, yeah. I, I have one of my favorite shows that I, I watch on TV, and I was watching an episode the other night, and I heard them poo-poo the Pledge of Allegiance. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh my God, uh, I can't what? believe this. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and that's what I was alluding to earlier about Hollywood yeah. and, and media and just how that's always been their plan. I mean, you know, and as we know, Satan's plan, right? Come on, this has always been 
our enemy, the evil one's plan all along. Well, and look at what's been going over the past couple of years where they've had people locked down and people have been obeying and they've been not going right. to work and they've been yeah. staying at home. And they've literally and now just they're been demanding sitting money. in front of the TV being brainwashed yeah. for yeah. the last two years. Yeah. How you many know, jobs but, have been gotten rid of and how many businesses have gone out mm -hmm. because of the lockdown? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, think about it this way, right? It's... It's the fact that it also did activate some of us. Yes, so it did. I a think lot of us. They, you know, again, they overthink sometimes, and you know they they miscalculate. You know, they can make mistakes too. They're we, you know, we always think they're ahead of us. They're kicking our butt. You know, this, that, and the other. But understand, they make mistakes. They overcalculate. They rely on experts that maybe aren't as good as experts as they think. And that's why you always see the plans changing. Mm -hmm. That's why you always see the goalposts change because they got to adapt and change to get their goal. And so we have to act the same way. We got to adapt and change and work together and be united. And, you know, it's just like I tell people in the Republican Party, we got to unite more than ever before if we want to bring our goals back to fruition. Yeah. Now, the legislation... Why did they take and vote on stuff two in the morning mm -hmm. when we're yeah. supposed to be able to be there or be on Zoom? Yeah. So Why nobody did would be paying attention. Legislation right. yeah. people under their desks hiding from us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why are they passing laws that we are definitely against, and they're doing it behind closed doors? Mm -hmm. after because hours. we're against it, and they and we'll speak against it. Right. That's why and they then, do it. And then. They, the, the good guys in legislature want to go pass laws to uh, redact, redact the laws that they created, yeah. which should have never been created in the first right. place. Yep. We, don't, we don't create laws to turn over unconstitutional, unconstitutional laws. laws. We, they're null and void. Yeah, and we have to make that be, a point. We end them. Yeah, we should just end them and say, these are unconstitutional laws, all these laws done now let's go make good the, law the fact the state became a for-profit corporation in 1987 by using those two statutes to amend our article three in our constitution should send us back to 1987 and everything done after is null and void and we start over mm -hmm. you know it's just like cleaning up our voter rolls are we going to go knocking every door trying to find out no man just end it and just everybody it. yeah go re-register re register you yeah know. register have their pitching took and their thumbprint on file on their ID exactly. before you can go vote. The reason why they're bringing in so many and allowing so many illegals to come in because the Democrats are saying oh, they don't have that their, the population is getting smaller and they're losing their votes. Yeah. They want to bring in people that are being paid to stay home to take care of their kids. Well, yeah, and because I'm hearing this. I've got a lady next door. She goes, you can't deport me. Because I got anchor babies. I go, we're not going to deport your kids. They're citizens, but you're not. So you can be deported if it comes down to that type of situation. Right. Now you have to have someone take care of your kids because they're underage. So they are not protected either. But that's why they're bringing them in. Yeah. Because they need voters. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, uh, Oh, good. Yeah, we better keep moving. Yeah, we gotta keep moving. Uh, number six, 
bypass Congress for gun control. Now, we've seen this on a lot of things, not just gun control, but have private businesses like Dick's and Walmart yeah. determine what you can yeah. and can't buy. Allow Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google, YouTube, yep. LinkedIn, and yep. Snap yep. determine what you can see and what you can say. Mm -hmm. Because it's not a violation of the First Amendment if it's done by private enterprise. And we're seeing this sort That's of thing Donald Trump. Just like they try to implement mask, uh, they try to implement uh, things like vaccine passports. Yeah. Because it's unconstitutional, but yet if you can coerce corporations, corporations to take into it enforcing yeah. this stuff, they've kind of got it done through fiat. Unfortunately, the corporations have a lot of lawsuits now, and now they're freaking out. And that's why they're quietly removing them because well, they realize the liability. And that's the great thing about this is we push back. Yeah. You yeah. gotta fight. You gotta stand up and fight. Sorry guys, that's what we gotta do. We yeah. gotta fight. So number seven, use social justice to vilify love mm. of country. Man. Take every patriotic American who wants to see a better country for their children and call them a racist, etc. If you don't agree with them then mass report them on social media to make sure their accounts are canceled and their voices are shut down. Then say you think they're a threat and have a judge determine that combat veterans and our nation's greatest warriors need to be disarmed because of post-traumatic stress. Then force officers to go to war with their own brothers and sisters. Yeah. Yeah. I've, this sounds a lot like Solinsky's Rules for Radicals. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's a Rockefeller uh, lockstep program. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's it's not surprising. I mean, it, you know, this guy probably wrote it. Maybe reading some of that, whoever wrote this article, but it, it's 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 become brutally obvious what plans are for certain people. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's nice to see some Democrats fighting back. It's nice to see some Republicans fighting back. It's it's nice to see that not everybody's falling for this pattern they want us to follow. That you know, it's time for freedom. And it's time for us to stand up against tyranny within this country, like uh, a certain person that starts with a B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, legislature, uh, when we had our Zoom, right, we could only go on Zoom and uh, be involved. Um, you know, I went on every time putting them on notice, letting them know that the fact that they're even trying to pass this bill, and if they pass it, either or, uh, that they're actually committing treason. No. And and they're trying to pass a bill now uh, saying that anybody that threatens any elected official, and they're saying that calling out treason is, is a threat, now will be a criminal. Uh, yeah, a, a felony. Crime. A felony, yeah. They're, they're trying to make it a felony. So okay. so we have to restrict our speech. Instead, so they made it words, to... Calling a polecat a polecat and calling them out and telling them what they are doing illegally, now you're a felon because of that. I'm sorry. I didn't know saying that you're a treason, that you're not following the rules and stuff properly, is a felony. They, they don't even know the rules. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's, it's funny, you know, I heard we were at a, uh, I can't remember which district meeting, but we were at a district meeting where all the representatives were there on the Republican side and an independent. And they were all saying, yeah, a lot of these people don't know the rules. That's why they've been using the rules to their advantage. That's why they were able to shut down a lot of these bills. Uh, partly because, like I said, the Speaker of the House actually on some bills, he I don't know how he got pissed off because a lot of people didn't like the Speaker of the House, but somehow the governor pissed him off. And so he threw out a lot. He just put it to a place to die. And he, I don't know what the governor did to him. 
but man, she pissed him off. And so that kind of helped them be able to maneuver and follow the rules and use the rules to their advantage because they read the rules. And it was really interesting to hear like their process they went through, but they didn't get any sleep for 36 hours. Those that last day, the last two days, it was crazy. Those poor, uh, you know, but that's what, yeah, that's what they went for. That's what they elected for. And gosh, darn it. Some of them did their job, you know? So, God, we don't got much time left. No. So I, I wanted to do this. How do you how do you survive a carjacking thing? And we literally only have step like on the about, gas. We only have like two minutes to do this. So let's blow through this. How do you survive a carjacking? Okay. And Dale talks about situational awareness a lot in his concealed carry classes. Park in well lit and well populated populated areas for starters. Make sure you I'm look under the car with a flashlight and in your back seat and front seat before you get in. Yeah. Take and drive on the left lane or the far right lane where you have escape routes. Like yeah. on yeah. I-40. Don't be in the middle. The right lane you can get into the off or area right by the cement barriers and go around them. Use your vehicle. They do not have the right to try to steal your vehicle. Right, and they'll try to do a bump and run or something. They'll try to put themselves in front of you. If you feel threatened or you, if again, just like with a gun, if it's death or great bodily harm and you're afraid of that because there was a, a father and his son that was hijacked in New York and the guy used his motorcycle to do a fake uh, mm -hmm. hit and he stopped and then they all drove up with bikes and ATVs and started pounding on the glass. What he should have done was put it into drive and floor it and get out of there. Yeah, yeah. That's what you have to do now. Back in the day, yeah, we used to say, give them the car and let it go. But no, these people will, this is what happened in New York. They will beat you. They will hurt you because they think you're rich, they're poor, and they will destroy your life. And yep. they will destroy your children. So it's better to hit the gas and run yeah. than, than to sit there and go, oh, here, have the keys. Here, let me have it. And if you're armed and they're pass, pounding on that glass, guess what you got to do? You've got to take – you might have to fire. If yeah. you feel so – You have the right to defend yourself. You have the yourself right to defend yourself. And protect yourself protect well, if you yeah. feel you know, threatened. What I, what I would do if somebody's pounding on my door and I am stuck and I can't move – I'm going to have my gun out of my purse. I'm going to have it laying on my seat, and they're going to see it there. And it's like, chances are that's going to be enough for them to turn and go away. As Dale, well, my always... wife was downtown. This homeless was beaten on her window. She pulled her gun, and I always have told her if he breaks the glass, yeah, that's, that's the, the time that's that you time. take and put yeah. him down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you and pound it into drive. We are not trying to kill anyone. We're trying to save our life. Yep, exactly. And when you're in fear of your life, and that's the language you got to use, I was in fear of my life. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to kill, but I'm going to tell you, three shots to the chest cavity is standard drill now. The more organs you shut down, the faster they're going to stop. Yep. And I had a student that was pulled out of her car by knife point because the guy got the door open. It was a Kia, then it was not an automatic locked doors. They took her car, then they had her purse, her keys, and everything else, and I automatically told her, change the locks. Her dad did that instantly, the and house, then they yeah. came to the house and tried to get into her house. Change your home lock. Yeah, if they steal the keys, too, change your home get locks, rid change of, all those locks. Get a hold yeah. of the credit card people, stop the credit cards, and... 
kiss the cash goodbye. Yeah. I want to make another point as well, and this this goes for if you see lights in your rearview mirror and it's a cop pulling you over, you have the right because you don't know if that's a cop. That could be anybody. These days you can buy lights on eBay and throw them in your car and whatever you want. So you do have the right to slow down. You, you have the right to pull in to drive until you're somewhere that you feel safe. Uh, so, so always assume that uh, there's somebody behind you that is wanting to take your car, your property, or, or harm you and put yourself in a protected situation. Thank okay. you for bringing that up. We okay. were having a bad problem on Central where the guy had uh, lights, he was pulling them over, and our city officers came out and said, put it in, slow down, put your emergency blinkers on, wait until there is a black and white or a marked car come in and then pull over in a well-lit place. So Dale, I'm gonna, we're gonna have to wrap. I mean, I'm running out of time. I'm just gonna go through these last few steps real quick and then we are, are, we're almost, our three hours is almost up. Get in and out of your car with purpose, okay? When you're walking to your car, yeah, pay attention one. to this what's going good. on around you. Look like you know what's going on. Don't be staring at your cell phone while you're walking to your car. Have situational awareness. That's something that we talk a lot about a lot in uh, concealed carry training. Keep your doors locked and your windows rolled up. Yeah. Get in your car. Don't sit there and stare at your phone for a lock little bit. Get in your cars, lock the doors, yeah. start the car, start and, the drive and drive away. Drive with intention. Don't travel solo when driving in a dangerous part yeah. of town. And when stopped in your vehicle, like at a stoplight, be sure you see the tires in the car in front of you. Yep. So, in summary, the left is trying to destroy our country. They want to make us all scared. They want to insert uh, federal control over everything. How and do they do that? There are rhinos as well, right? There are rhinos yeah, yeah. as well. They want to uh, do it through economic issues. They want to do it through social and cultural issues. They want to do it through environmental issues, political issues. All of this... Uh, the thousand-cut method. Yes. All of this actually resulted to the fall of the Roman Empire. Yep. And one famous saying goes by Thomas Jefferson, the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time mm -hmm. with the blood of patriots and tyrants. It is, it is its natural manure. Mm -hmm. So I want to say... If you guys have a freedom-friendly business out there, advertise on this station. Advertise on this station, support this show, and many others like it. Want to send me comments or suggestions? Email me at beccamarienm at gmail.com. Check out my new website, freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com, where you can listen to replays of this show and have access to useful resources. Please like, follow, and share far and wide as I am being censored on Facebook like you wouldn't believe. You can also check out my posts on Rumble, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Telegram at the Freedom Speak with Becca Marie. I want to thank all my guests today, Derek Scott, Joshua James, Dale Perkins, you guys have been awesome. We've had like some great discussions today. I think we could probably talk for several more hours if we were given the time. <laughs> but I think this has been like the fastest three hours in my show so far. So remember everybody, freedom is essential. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. It's time to stand up and tell the Marxists and those that are helping to push their agenda, hell no, we won't comply, we are the resistance.